this is Candace Pringle, lead pastor of Effie Church, and this is our podcast. Good morning, Freedom Valley. Thank you, Pastor Candace and team. Appreciate the invite of being able to be with you, even if it's virtually here by video this morning. Uh, thankful that uh, you've chosen to allow me to come into your church and then uh, also with everyone watching online right now, being able to be in your living room or your kitchen, your office, your car, wherever you might be this morning. I'm excited to share a word with you. I believe God sh- shared with me for you this morning. I believe it's going to be a wonderful day. And so let's dig right into God's word and excited for what the Lord has for us. And so I even want you to feel free to engage. Uh, help me preach as I go along. If you hear something good, type in amen, uh, You know, shout out, whatever you want to do. Give a little thumbs up, uh, uh, give a like, and, and let us know. Uh, preach on along with us this morning. It helps everyone to engage and encourages others to pay attention of what the Lord is speaking to us this morning. But if you have your Bibles, I'm going to invite you to open them up to the book of Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10 today, many of us probably realize and understand that today is actually Pentecost Sunday. It's one of my favorite days of the year. It's a day that we celebrate. Obviously, Pentecost, we know, uh, is a Jewish festival. It's a Greek name for a Jewish festival that was held 50 days after Passover. So it was actually 50 days after Jesus was crucified that the Holy Spirit was poured out of what we know now as as the Pentecostal blessing of God. And and, uh, it's where we get the word Pentecost. Uh, Penta means five, costi means times 10. So the word Pentecost literally means 50. And, and so the 120 believers gathered together in the upper room on the day of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them. And uh, as we go further into Acts, there's a few particular instances that really give us a clear picture. And this morning, as, as I look at this now, as we're standing in 2020, right? Although many of us have felt like 2020 have been a, has just been a straight up dumpster fire, right? I mean, we've been dealing with a lot of crazy things, uh, horrible things that have happening in and around the world. Uh, you know, we've, we've had, uh, you know, obviously COVID-19, this pandemic we're dealing with, it's uh, out of China. You know, we, we, we've dealt with all these kinds of crazy that we're waiting for sniper monkeys to show up next, murder hornets, you know, all the different crazy things that are happening in the world right now. But as I look at this in, in the year 2020, as God's word is continuing, continuing to speak to us as the Holy Spirit continues to move. How does that look like to us as the body of Christ right here, right now? What is the the progress of Pentecost? That's what I want to talk to you about this morning, the progress of Pentecost. And so this morning, we're going to look at this particular portion of scripture where there's two kind of main characters happening right now, Uh, a a Roman centurion named Cornelius. He's actually over in a a complete Italian regiment in, in, in this Roman province of Caesarea, and then also the Apostle Peter and how this two goes together. And I think it's going to be very applicable and the principles that we find in scripture today are are going to, uh, that happened uh, almost 2000 years ago now are going to be very applicable to us here in the year 2020 right now. And so if you have your Bibles, I want you to join with me this morning. Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. We're going to read uh, a, a lot throughout this entire chapter, but we're going to take it chunk by chunk. So let's start out first. Acts chapter 10, starting at verse 1. Acts chapter 10, starting at verse 1. It says, In Caesarea there lived a Roman our army official named Cornelius, who was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout and God-fearing man as everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and, listen to this, prayed regularly to God. 
And one afternoon, about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said, and Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, he said, sir? Uh, he asked the angel, and the angel replied, your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He's staying with Simon a tanner who lives near the seashore. And as soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier and one of his personal attendants, and he told them what had happened, and he sent them off to Joppa. Now, if we can kind of fast forward just a little bit for the sake of time this morning, let's go now to Joppa. Uh, Peter is in Joppa. This is the next day, and Peter is also having a private moment with the Lord before anything else happens. Uh, look at the, look at what is happening now, and and, and and Peter comes on to say in verse in, in verse nine. Luke is writing to us in Acts ten verse nine says the next day Cornelius messengers were nearing the town. Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. It was about noon and he was hungry, but while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open and something like a large sheet that was let down by its four corners. In the, in the sheet was all sorts of animals, reptiles, and birds, and a voice said to him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, Peter declared, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean, but the voice spoke again, do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. Then the same vision was repeated three times, then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to heaven. Peter uh, was very perplexed. What could the vision mean? Just then men sent by Cornelius found Simon's house standing outside the gate and they asked if a man named Simon Peter was staying there. And of course we know uh, they begin to connect. Well, let, let's pray before we go forward from this. Lord, I pray this morning in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, that we would move forward in what you have for us today. God, I'm so excited. I love Freedom Valley Church. I love the people there, Lord. It's it's become one of our favorite places to visit. And Lord, even though we're not physically able to be there right now, even though I'm preaching from my living room into their living room, Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, just as you had met Cornelius in his house, Lord, just as you had met Peter at a different house, Lord, I know that you are more than able to span time, span physical place. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would meet us, God, that we would be open to you, that we would be receptive to you, and God, we would hear your voice, and we would move forward, that we would progress in the Pentecostal blessing that you have for us. In Jesus' name, come on, right there where you are this morning, say amen, amen, amen. Listen, I believe this morning that God wants us to move forward. I know oftentimes that our human nature and our own and our own mentality, when we're dealing with pandemic, we're dealing with grief and strife and conflict and all the horrible things that are happening in and around our nation and our world right now, oftentimes we can kind of get stuck in the middle of this. And I want, to, I want you to hear something today. As we go through this, and oftentimes the fire comes and, you know, uh, you know, listen, we, we've heard it plenty of times that, that in, in, in intense moments, the cream rises to the top, right? In, in game seven of the World Series or game seven of the finals, uh, listen to me, the best players kind of rise to the top. The cream rises to the top. But can I also tell you what ends up happening? When the fire comes, not only does the cream rise, but can I tell you the scum also rises to the top as well? And what I'm saying is when we go through these extreme times, it often brings out the best and it brings 
brings out the worst in us. And for us to be able to understand how we can move forward, listen, we, we've got to understand something today, that we all need the Lord. And as I look at this scripture today, how can we move forward in what the Holy Spirit has for us? The Bible says in John 16 that the primary goal of the Holy Spirit is to draw out the truth of God's word in our heart and to lead us into all truth, basically to bring glory and honor to Jesus Christ. So how can we move forward in that and get beyond ourselves? Well, first of all, number one, it starts with private preparation. Let me say this again. Come on, type this in. Somebody comment this right now. It takes private preparation. If we want God to move forward, we need to be willing to meet God privately first. Listen, I think this is one of the one of the benefits that we've uh, been able to experience throughout this pandemic is we've had to meet virtually and, and, and you know and, and do church uh, in, in a lot of different ways than what maybe we're not used to and, and not necessarily gathering together in one room. Listen, we've had to learn to get closer to God. God on our own. And not that I'm not saying that we don't need each other. Listen to me. We, we definitely need each other. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. Hebrews says, do not forsake the gathering of the brethren, that we need to make sure that we're, we're there for one another and that we lift one another up. But what I am saying is oftentimes we've become too reliant upon us, upon a, on a public church gathering, as opposed to a private relationship with Jesus Christ. We've, we've gone on the roller coaster of spiritual highs and then we sink down into the depths of our sin and our and our humanity and realize how horrible we are and, and then by the weekend we get something going again and we, we sing our favorite song or we, we listen we've got to get off of this roller coaster and we need to get upon the steady ground of knowing Jesus on a regular basis listen Cornelius was in his own house praying he was a devout man if listen I, I want you to get this Peter was at a different place and he was praying if neither one of these two men had had a personal relationship Relationship to the Lord, none of the next events that we're going to talk about would have ever happened. The Holy Spirit may not have, the gospel message may not have made it into Cornelius' house and into his family members and the rest of the Roman army that he had influence over. I want you to get this deep down inside of us today, that we need to understand that we need to be willing to allow God to speak to us and maybe move in ways and do things in us that we never thought once possible. We've got to stop telling God that he has to move in a certain way and be open and available for God to move and meet us right now where we are. I believe even in your living room, in your kitchen, in your car, in your office, wherever you may be listening to this right now, listen to me, I believe the presence of God is invading your place right here and right now in the name of Jesus. I believe that some of you are even going to sense the presence of angels sitting beside you on your couch right now. I believe in the name of Jesus, many of you that have felt lonely and, and desolate and you felt like everybody has forgotten about you, I got news for you. Jesus hasn't forgotten about you and he has sent his Holy Spirit to surround you right now. Listen to me, I have never seen the righteous forsaken. And if we would take the initiative to have a private preparation that we would allow God to begin to speak to us, but here's the deal. When we begin to allow God to speak to us, oftentimes he ends up tilling up ground in front of us. Even this is what was happening with Peter. Peter has this vision. He's on this rooftop in Joppa. 
And he's having this vision of, uh, of this sheet coming down into heaven and the four corners of this, of this sheet opening up and all kinds of animals, these cloven-hoofed animals that were once in Jewish law forbidden for devout Jews to partake of. Uh, listen, uh, it, it was very clear in, in Levitical law that they weren't allowed to eat these particular animals that's being talked about here, these cloven-hoofed animals in Acts chapter 10. And, and, and this, this sheet opens up and the Holy Spirit tells people, Peter, that he used to partake and eat. And Peter says, no, I will never eat what is considered unclean. And the, and the Holy Spirit says to Peter, never say something is unclean that God has deemed clean. You say, Tim, what am I saying to you? Listen, we got to get past our religious spirits. We've got to get past our preconceived ideas. And we need to be open and available to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and move in us in any way he so chooses. Oftentimes, this makes us very uncomfortable. Oftentimes, there's things inside of us we didn't realize were in there. Oftentimes there's things, hurts, thoughts, ideologies that were planted in us long ago uh, as, a, as a child or as a, 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 maybe a, in a situation, something someone said to us 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, something someone has done to us in our past, uh, a past experience. It could be a gain. It could be a pain, but it has now shaped us and it has put us in this rut. And often what has happened, we've allowed the dirt of this earth to continue to cover it over and over and over again. Let me kind of maybe explain it to you this way. Here over the last uh, few weeks, Katie and I, uh, we've been getting our, our garden ready. Uh, we've, we've, we've went into a new part of our yard to till up some new area, and I've had to go in and till this area up a few times to, to get some of the things up. We found all kinds of things underneath the earth that wasn't really all that deep, uh, but it just had never been unearthed before. And I, you know, I got the tractor and put the tiller down. Come on, y'all imagine me. Come on. I live over, I, I live in Pennsylvania, but I'm that close to West Virginia. West Virginia is literally about a hundred yards just that way from where I'm standing right now. All right. So I want you to understand I'm, I, I, I am a, I'm a dignified hillbilly. Come on somebody. All right. Uh, but I, I get in my tractor and I dropped, I dropped the tiller down. And as I'm going through, all these rocks start coming up. All these different things start coming up that we had no idea were there because they were covered over. Listen, this is what the work of God does. When we take God's word and we study it, the Bible says study to show yourself approved, a workman that can rightly divide the word of truth. When we study God's word and we allow that word to sink down deep into our heart, that's why the Bible says in Psalms, that's why we, can, we don't sin against God when we allow God's word to sink down deep into us. And as we allow God's word to sink down deep into us, as the Holy Spirit brings that word to remembrance, it starts tilling up all the things that may we had suppressed over the years, those things start getting tilled up and we are now allowing it to be exposed and God can take those rocks, take those impurities out of us and make the ground ready in our lives, ready to produce fruit and produce a harvest that the Holy Spirit can use for to the glory of Jesus Christ. Listen, I know the events that have happened over this last week. I'm thankful that Pastor Jason was talking a little bit about this Wednesday night, the things that had happened in Minneapolis with the tragic, hor uh, horrific experience that we watched unfold uh, with George Floyd. I mean, just a despicable uh, thing that had happened. But that, can I be honest with you? Many of us, we have not we have not encountered and we have not openly talked about racism in our community, in our own personal life. Can I tell you? 
you something, we will never defeat racism in the world until we first defeat it in our own hearts. We will never defeat hatred in this world until we first defeat hatred in our own hearts. God, I pray you would start it in me. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a steadfast spirit in me. Cast me not away from your presence, God. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me a joy of my salvation and renew a right spirit within me. We've got to stop pointing about everybody else and let's first take a personal inventory and allow the Lord to till up the things inside of us and it will be a private preparation. It will make the ground ready for the seed of the gospel to produce much fruit in your life and the people around you will get to enjoy the bounty of the harvest of God as you allow God to deal with you in private first. Listen to me. I want you to get this today. I don't want to linger here much longer. I've done how long I've been going, but I want you to get this today. Many of us want to, I, I'm, I'm thankful that, that, that while the technology has allowed us to, to, to reach out and, and, and do things like we've never done before, and, and, and as, as I said, uh, help us to, to have a personal and a private walk with the Lord first, one of the, one of the worries that I have in my heart is that we've made church too convenient. Let me say this today. If all we do is follow God out of convenience, Instead of follow God out of commitment, this private preparation, it will never, it won't matter because we're only going to do it whenever it works out best for us. We'll only go to church when it works out best for us. We'll only worship when it works best for us. We'll only seek God when we really need him. Many people throughout this pandemic have been searching for the Lord. And as this thing is starting to come to a close and to a, re to a resolution, uh, listen to me, uh, if you base your walk with the Lord dependent upon your need, once the Lord meets your need and he will meet your need, he meets all of our needs according to his glorious, in his glorious riches, right? Once the need is met, oftentimes our commitment goes away because it's based solely out of convenience and out of personal greed and want instead of based out of commitment and our desire to grow closer to the Lord. Let's not be convenient Christians, but let's be committed Christians. Let's make sure that we, we serve Jesus as much on Monday as we do on Sunday. Let's make sure we follow Jesus as much on a Wednesday and a Thursday and a Friday as much as we do on a Saturday night. Come on, somebody. It's time for us to allow God to privately prepare us for the public invitation that he wants to speak through us. Let's move forward in this a little bit farther. I want to skip down now if we could. Let's go all the way to verse 34. It's now several days later. Uh, Peter and, and, and the three folks that Cornelius had sent had made the 33 and a half mile journey back from Joppa to Caesarea to Cornelius' house. And remember, Peter is a devout Jew. He, he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't, he, he, he's, it's even unlawful for him to even go into the house of a Gentile. Anybody that's not a Jew was considered a Gentile. So it was against religious law for Peter to even go in their house. And watch what happens now. As God begins to deal with Peter, that, that, that Peter had bigotry and racism in his life, that God began to till that out and unearth it. And watch the beautiful picture of the grace of God that begins to be painted now. In Acts chapter 10 verse 34, watch what happens. Acts chapter 10 verse 34, then Peter replied as he begins to speak to the crowd. He says, I see clearly now that God shows no favoritism. Come on. 
and every nation he accept those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. And Peter goes on to continue to share the gospel message of Jesus Christ, that God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Listen to me. Once we allow God to have private preparation in our life, the progress of the Holy Spirit, the progress of Pentecost now leads us to a public invitation. Listen to me. This is a whosoever will good news. Let me say this again. This is a whosoever will. Good news. Peter said it himself in verse 36. This is the message of good news for the people of everyone. Not just Israel, but everyone who is Lord of all. God shows no favoritism. I'm thankful today that when Jesus died on the cross, he died for white people, he died for black people, he died for Asians, he died for Europeans, he died for people that are yellow and purple, he died for people that have polka dots, he died for people of all ethnicities, of all political genres, of all ideologies, listen to me, of all even sexualities. I want to hear you today. There are no prerequisites of coming to to the Lord. All you've got to do is say yes to Jesus and the Holy Spirit will take it from there. I'm not saying that everything we have is perfect. I'm not saying that you could do anything you want to follow the Lord. But what I am saying is, is that the perfect power and the love of Jesus Christ reaches out to every man, woman, and child. And it's even so much so that the Holy Spirit was poured out upon all flesh. If you were to turn your Bibles back uh, to what the prophet spoke about in Joel chapter 2 verse 28 and 29 many of us know this scripture Joel chapter 2 verses 28 and 29 this is what is happening in real time right now in Acts chapter 10 Joel chapter 2 this was a prophet saying then after doing these things I will pour out my spirit upon all people your sons and your daughters will prophesy your old men will dream dreams your young men will see visions in those days I will pour out my spirit even on servants men and women alike let me tell you something today the, the grace and the love of Jesus Christ is poured out upon all people the power of the Holy Spirit is a available to every man, woman, and child. Joel said it is on your sons and your daughters, old and young alike. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. If you are open and willing and available and you allow the Holy Spirit to allow that private preparation, I got news to you. The Lord will speak through you. He will give a public invitation of the grace of God in and through you. And when people watch you live and when you speak, you will speak the public invitation of Jesus Christ. It goes on to say, even on servants both men and women alike. Listen, it doesn't matter your economic status. It doesn't matter whether whether you've been coming to church for 10 years or 10 minutes. I got news for you today. As long as you call upon the name of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is available to empower you to be a witness just as Peter stepped into a home where he wasn't even allowed to be. I got news for you. Cornelius, according to Jewish law, had no business 
business becoming a follower of Jesus Christ. Cornelius had no business having any association with anything to do of God. In fact, 120 believers that were gathered together in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, all 120 of them were Jewish people. Let me say this today. All 120 of them were Jewish people. But here's the deal. God doesn't stop with one race. God doesn't stop with one ideology. God doesn't stop in one political party. God doesn't stop in one nation. He wants his spirit to be poured out on all flesh. Why? Because the main primary purpose of the Holy Spirit is to bring glory and honor to Jesus Christ. And when we begin to recognize that God to predestine you, he has plans for you, he has good works for you to perform so that he could declare the glory of God in and through you so that he can get as ever as many men women and children involved in the kingdom of God so when this world is done and over with you think 2020 is bad you wait till the rapture of the church hits and the tribulation begins to take place I got news for you you haven't seen anything yet hell gets a whole lot worse than this even past that listen to me today he wants everybody to spend eternity in heaven everyone is predestined to live in heaven the question is whether whether or not we will we will we will say yes to the public invitation that is given through the Holy Spirit to every man, woman, and child, and that invitation is given through you. Peter uh, allowed the Holy Spirit to begin to tear down his preconceived ideas, his preconceived notions. Listen to me. I, I want you to get this deep down inside of you today. This is where Peter had to get over rights versus responsibility. Rights versus responsibility. Peter had every right as a Jewish believer not to walk into a Gentile house. Listen, many of us have been pounding our chest of what our rights are, what our constitutional rights are, what, what our, our human rights are. What our, our, listen, well, so many of those things are wonderful and great. Listen to me, the main responsibility we have as followers of Jesus Christ isn't to pound down on a constitution, isn't to, isn't to demean uh, people that don't, we don't agree with. Listen, now, our main goal is not to tell everybody how bad the world is. Our main purpose is to lift up the good news of Jesus Christ. And if you listen to me, I, 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 I want you to hear me deep down inside. Listen, there's a lot of there's a lot of politicians I do not agree with. There's a lot of things that's happening even in our state that I do not agree with. But can I tell you something? I am not going to allow the majority of my time to get pent up with telling the world how bad they are. The majority of my time is going to be allowed to turn the light on and not perpetrate the darkness, but to project the light of Jesus Christ. I'm not here to tell you how bad the world is. I'm here to tell you how good my God is. That's what. The, the goal of the Holy Spirit is is to bring glory and honor to Jesus Christ, not to magnify the problems of the world, but to magnify the goodness of our God. Man, how attractive would that be if we actually called and did what Jesus is asking us to do? Uh, listen, I'm not saying that we bury our heads in the sand and not pay attention to everything that's going on, and we don't address things in our lives and in the world. But what I'm telling you is, if that's all you're getting done doing, if all you ever do is get on social media and talk about how bad Governor Wolf is or how bad President Trump is, listen to me, can I tell you something? I don't care. Listen, I don't care if you're Republican, a Democrat, Libertarian, Vegetarian, or gluten-free. Our main goal ought to be to give glory and honor to Jesus Christ. And if I go through your page and all I see is you're doing something else, uh, listen to me. We need to allow to our God to give a private uh, preparation so that God can give that public invitation through us. Hear me today. 
we need to allow the Holy Spirit to till that ground up inside of us. And I love what happens. And I, I, I want you to get this today. You know, th- this goes all the way back even to when, <coughs> excuse me, even, even at the beginning of, uh, of the outpouring of Pentecost that happened here in our own continent, even in our own nation, all the way back in 1901. It started with a young lady in Topeka, Kansas named Agnes and Osmond, and it, it, and it spilled over to a one-eyed black man in Texas named William J. Seymour, who ended up going to California to preach in Los Angeles. Listen, man, William J. Seymour was a one-eyed black man. He, he wasn't, listen, whenever he listened to the gospel message and the power and the promise of the Holy Spirit being preached about in the early 1900s, listen, he wasn't allowed to be in the tent. When, when, when there was a Bible school being taught, he wasn't allowed to be in the classroom. He had to sit outside the tent. He had to sit outside the building and listen through a, cla- a cracked window or a cracked door. But I, I got news for you. He didn't allow uh, some, some narcissistic bigotry to keep him from the promised blessing of the Lord. I want you to know something today. We can't allow other people's opinions, other people's ideologies, uh, other people's creeds, other people's opinions to keep us away from the promise of the Holy Holy Spirit inside of us today. Listen to me. When we allow the private preparation to come in, the public invitation will come through. And even that, pri- even William J. Seymour, as he makes his way to, to Los Angeles and begins to preach, he gets thrown out of a Nazarene church because he's preaching about the power of the Holy Spirit. He runs into a group of Baptists that got tossed out of their church and they begin to pray and seek the Lord. They have private times as they're pressing into the Lord. And in April 1906, the power power of the Holy Spirit was poured out upon a home of Pastor Joseph Smale and William J. Seymour as, as they gathered together and began to, to, to seek the power of the Holy Spirit. A white Baptist preacher, uh, uh, William J. Seymour, a one-eyed black preacher as they're coming together, they're seeking Jesus, they're seeking the promised Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's poured out April 1906 in North Bonnie Bray Street. So many people start to come to that house because the, the presence of God is so magnetic they had to move to a two-story barn-like structure uh, in Los Angeles uh, known as three, as, as Azusa Street, and it was there for over the next three years that thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people came to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Why? Because a one-eyed black man didn't allow racism to keep him from the Lord. Uh, listen, Joseph Smale, this, this, this white Baptist preacher, didn't allow re- religious bigotry to keep him from the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen to me, we can't allow a pandemic. We can't allow a political party. We can't allow a nation. We can't allow popular opinion to keep us away from the outpouring of the Holy Spirit because when we do, when we allow Jesus to begin to move in us in that personal preparation, a public invitation will begin to come forward and God will confirm his word with signs and wonders. Listen to me today. The Bible says further on in verse 44, even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to his message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gifts of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, can anyone object to them being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And afterward, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. 
You say, Tim, what are you going at today? Listen, when we allow that personal preparation to happen, that public invitation will begin to flow through us. We will begin to be able to tell people about what the Lord has done in our life. You don't have to know everything that's happened in Scripture. You start studying, and I can guarantee you that as you study, it's going to line up with what God's doing in your life. You're going to be able to share your personal testimony with people, and it's going to line up with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and you will then see the promised demonstration of the Holy Spirit of God in your life. You will see miracles, gifts, and signs and wonders will happen and take place. God will give you words of knowledge and wisdom and and encouragement and prophecy to speak in people's lives. You will lay your hands on the sick and they will recover. You will have faith. You will see miracles take place. Listen to me. I guarantee you will have discernment. You'll be able to pick things apart and you will know what is of God and what is not of God. I got news for you today. God wants to speak in you and through you. You are qualified when you come to Jesus. Whosoever will is qualified. All you've got to do is say yes to Jesus right here and right now. I'm thankful today that God took me just a little kid from a little farm town near in southwestern PA, just by West Virginia. Coal miner town, grew up running around on a farm. Uh, do, listen, I, God's taken me around the world and back. I don't have it all put together. I don't have all the answers, but I can tell you this. I've watched God move in me and through me. The things God has done can only be him. I've watched God heal and save and deliver thousands upon thousands of people. Listen, it has nothing, if you really get to know me, you'll know it has nothing to do with me and it has everything to do with Jesus. I am living proof that God can use anybody. And it's not that God just wants to use you like you're some tool, but God loves you enough to allow you to be the carrier of the presence of God into a lost and dying world. He wants you to make it to heaven and he wants all your friends and your family members to get to heaven as well. And the way he wants to do that is to privately prepare you, allow a public invitation to come in and through you, and then allow a public demonstration of the Holy Spirit of God. Right here, right now, where you are, I I want you to get this deep down inside of you. We've got to get past what was and understand what will. God will. God will do exceedingly and abundantly far more than we could ever ask, imagine, or think. Listen, I don't understand everything that's happening. I, 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 I I, I haven't seen it all, but I've seen enough to know God is faithful. I don't always know why things happen, but I know who is with me. And his name is Jesus. And he wants to empower me. And he wants to empower you through the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Before we go, I I, want to take just a few moments now to pray with you. Listen, it first starts. It first starts with having a personal relationship with Jesus. You have to make this decision for yourself. And if you're here this morning, you say, Tim, or whenever you might be listening to this message, say, Tim, you know what? I need to make a decision to follow Jesus. I recognize there's things in my life that have kept me from the Lord. I'm not following God. And if life were to end, this world is to be, I'm not trying to be more, but this is just reality. If, more, if, if our mortality hasn't become a reality through this pandemic, then we've missed what's happening. We've got to understand eternity is forever. And what we do now prepares us for eternity. And so we need to have this private preparation right now. Are you following Jesus? The answer is yes or no. 
If you're not sure, the answer is no. I'm going to give you an invitation right now. All you need to do is pray this prayer with me right now. It's real simple. We don't have to overcomplicate this. The Bible says we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord. So right there where you are, I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. Say, Jesus, I admit that I need you. I believe that you are God and I confess you as the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, that heaven is now my home. In Jesus' name. Come on, say amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or maybe you've been away from the Lord and you you you, you needed to recommit your life to the Lord, listen, I, I want you to do something right now. They're gonna, they're, I, I want you to go to, to FV Church. Uh, I, I want you to find that and, and go to that site that says, I'm in. All right, I'm in. They'll even put a link in the comments right now or maybe even on the screen. I want you to get connected because they want to help you and, and, and help you grow in the best decision you've ever made in your life. Listen to me, there, there is private preparation that needs to take place, but I'm thankful that God has now connected you with the family of God. So you don't have to do this alone. When you have questions, when you have needs, I'm thankful that Pastor Candace and the team is here to help you with every decision you can make, all right? Everywhere along the way, they, they'll help you out. But listen, now I want to pray for those of you that maybe are struggling, those that want to receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in your life. I believe right there in your living room, in your kitchen, wherever you might be, I believe in the name of Jesus right now, even someone that's been struggling with diabetes that's causing your vision to come and go, I declare in the name of Jesus that your vision is about to clear up right now in Jesus name. Those of you that have been struggling with arthritis, your fingers are even, uh, even torn. Uh, uh, you're, uh, they're going to straighten out right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I believe and declare that we serve a God of miracles. Listen, if you want to receive the power of the Holy Spirit to be a witness, this is all you got to do right now is say, God, here I am and allow the presence of God right there in your room, right there where you are. God is going to meet you just as God put Peter and Cornelius together together from their two different homes. Listen to me. God is going to put us together right now. And because of that, the power of the Holy Spirit is going to invade where you are right now in the name of Jesus. The Bible said, even as Cornelius was preaching, the power of God fell upon those believers in Cornelius's house and they began to be overwhelmed with the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit. They begin to speak in tongues and praise the Lord. I declare right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, right now where you are. Come on, just begin to thank God for his goodness. Invite the presence of God into your room. I want you out loud vocally just to say, Jesus, I thank you. God, I thank you for your goodness. God, I thank you for your presence. God, I thank you that you're with me every step of the way. You've never left me. You've never forsaken me. God, in every moment of every season of every day, God, I love you, Jesus. Be glorified. Be glorified, Jesus. You're so faithful to us, God. Come on, just take a moment to wait on the Lord. Allow him to speak into your heart right now. I believe the presence of God is beginning to invade your home right now. It's beginning to saturate deep down inside you. Jesus said, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. As the presence of God begins to well up inside of you, you begin to speak the glory and the wonder of Jesus Christ. That's the power of God that's happening right now in your home, right there where you are. The presence of God is there. I can sense him in my living room right here. I thank you, Jesus, you're so faithful. God, I'm thankful that you're with us. God, I'm thankful that you never leave us. God, I pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he turn towards you, give you peace and grace in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. 
Listen, I, I want you to have a, a private walk with the Lord. Have that private preparation so the public invitation will come and the Holy Spirit will have a public demonstration. He will have the promised demonstration of the Holy Spirit in your life. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, please let us know by going to fv.church slash I am in. And remember to download our app for more content and helpful links.